This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, a very, very good morning to you. Sorry we're coming to you a little bit late. How are you doing? Okay, Tov. Um, a couple of sports stories, if I may. I know we've had Louis uh, corner already, but I thought we'd start with a little bit of sport. First of all, um, the 13th annual Jewish, uh, the, the 13th annual International Jerusalem marathon Mm -hmm. has been scheduled for friday march the 8th and there has been a lot of uh, debate about whether to continue with that marathon in view of the current war situation but the organizers of the marathon have announced that the marathon will go ahead as planned on friday the march the 8th so those people who might be listening who had planned to run in the marathon should continue their training because apparently this will go ahead and there will be special dispensation for IDF soldiers, for security forces, rescue teams, the reservists who are serving in the war at the moment, as well as members of their family. Um, Registration will be free for soldiers, for the security forces and for the rescue teams. And wives and children of reservists who are serving will be entitled to a 50% discount on the marathon registration fees. Um, The Jerusalem Marathon has a certain reputation and um, a certain style about it because, of course, running through the um, the city of Jerusalem, the holy city of Jerusalem, both the new and the old city, and the hills, uh, ups and downs in Jerusalem make it a relatively unique event. So for those people who um, are keen on their 42Ks and uh, would like to come to visit Jerusalem, that is definitely a good reason to be in the city and uh, the atmosphere on that day is certainly exciting. So um, for those who haven't thought about it, give it some thought. And for those who are planning, you keep up with your training. I always wanted to talk about another sport. Hmm. Well, Howard, even if you don't run, you're entitled to come and support people. Oh, definitely. um, Oh, for sure. and, and And it's very exciting. So even if you're not a runner, um, just being in the city on that day is really exciting. Um, another sports story that I wanted to uh, talk about very quickly uh, revolves around Israeli soccer player Sagiv Yecheskel, who has been playing for a Turkish club. And um, when he scored a goal last weekend, he went up to the camera and on the white bandage that was wrapped around his arm, around his hand actually, he had written with a pen, um, a hundred days, October the 7th. That's what he had jotted down on that white bandage, which was sort of on the inside of his wrist. So while he was playing, it couldn't be seen. But when he scored the goal and he did his celebration, he came up to the camera and he showed that to the camera. Uh, it didn't go down too well in Turkey and actually even got him arrested. The first thing that happened after that was that the chairman of the club immediately suspended him from the club. And then at some point he had actually been arrested uh, as uh, on instructions issued by the minister of uh, um, the, the, the justice minister in Turkey. 
Um, he's now returned back to Israel, sort of escaping from Turkey because this has become a really, really big issue in Turkey. Just to show to the camera, 100 days, 7th of October, that's what it was. Nothing more controversial than that, but clearly sending a message of some sort. Um, and it all just goes to show exactly what's happening currently in our relations with Turkey. Um, yeah, lots and lots of issues there. So he's managed to um, get himself out of Turkey um, at the moment, but um, clearly a highly controversial issue. And the matter, as far as the Turkish concerned, is far from over. They are still looking at this and, uh, and, and examining it. And at least at the moment, uh, Sagivya Hiskel is, is a persona non grata in Turkey. He's really, really um, uh, put the cats amongst the pigeons there. Mm, mm. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 become just a, a very very real thing. People having a view, expressing a view that doesn't conform to what uh, to what's expected within a certain group, and certainly we see it. Yeah, let's just talk about the uh, medication for Israeli hostages. Where are we with this? So it was reported that a shipment from Qatar landed in Egypt. Um, including medication for hostages as well as for refugees in Gaza. Um, there were reports that the medication actually went into Gaza. Um, and then there was some um, a controversy from within the government when there was a question about whether those shipments had actually been examined by um, IDF forces before being allowed into Gaza. And um, apparently there was um, uh, some um, disagreement as to whose responsibility it is to check the shipments before they go into Gaza. Interestingly, um, it was noted on um, an ex-feed by one of the Hamas senior people that the conditions to allow the shipment of medication to the hostages was predicated on First of all, each package of medication that was allowed to go to the hostages should come with a thousand packages of medication to, to be provided to Gazans. That was one of the conditions that was laid down. The second condition was that the medication should be provided by a trusted country. Third of all, that the Red Cross will distribute the medication in four hospitals covering all the areas of Gaza, even though the conditions didn't talk about how the medication would be distributed to the hostages. And then also that food and aid for Gaza should be increased. And finally, and perhaps the most controversial and the most interesting, is that the Israeli army must be prevented from inspecting the shipments that go into Gaza that include the medication and the food. Now. Um, that last condition never really seemed to be an option from the Israeli point of view. And that's where some of the controversy came through because the prime minister didn't say anything about that. And then afterwards it transpired that apparently at least one shipment went through to Gaza without being inspected. The prime minister immediately blamed the IDF for allowing that to happen. Um, but many people have come out uh, saying to the prime minister, that is a political decision. You can't blame that on the IDF. But apparently now all shipments going into Gaza are indeed being inspected. And for good reason, because we know for a fact that there is an attempt to try to smuggle arms and ammunition and other things that um, would make the war in Gaza a lot more difficult in through these shipments. And we know that 
Hamas has absolutely no scruples about this. It doesn't matter that it happens to medication, and this is really urgently needed yeah. for Hamas, for Gazans. That's not a consideration. They will try and throw arms and ammunition into almost everything. So it's still not clear to me exactly how the medication is going to be um, reaching the ultimate destination point for the hostages. For the Gazans, apparently, it will be distributed through the hospitals, um, some of whom some of which have now begun to operate again after um, the IDF cleared out um, the terror infrastructure that was uh, contained within those hospitals. Um, and now they've begun to operate at least to some limited degree, and they will be responsible for distributing medication. But of course, our concern is about the hostages. There's been quite a lot of reporting around a possible hostage deal. Some information has come out about hostages who's were, who were discovered already back in December and whose names were not released for publication, and some questions about how they actually died and whether they might have died as a result of poisoning by IDF troops who didn't know that they were there, had no intelligence about the fact that they were there, and put down some poison in the tunnels because they were pursuing a particular Hamas uh, terrorist, a senior terrorist, and in the process might well have poisoned some of these um, hostages, two of whom were IDF soldiers when they were kidnapped and one of whom was a, a civilian. Um, but those, um, pa the parents of those hostages have come out saying that the IDF really needs to come out and say exactly what has happened, which the IDF have not done up until now. So there's uh, quite a lot of controversy and some information that's leaking out that we didn't know about concerning the discovery of hostages and some of whom were killed or, or at least found dead um, by the IDF and we, we weren't made aware of it at the time. Um, so all in all, the whole story surrounding the hostages, be it the medication issue or be it the fact that some of them have been discovered. We also heard that some cemeteries have been dug up um, from intelligence gained from a questioning of Hamas terrorists by uh, the, um, the Israeli intelligence services. And I'm guessing that there is some suspicion that some of the bodies that were buried in those cemeteries uh, may well be Israeli bodies rather than Gazan bodies. So there's a lot of work going on on different levels at the moment in order to try to resolve at least some of the unanswered questions about the fate of Israeli hostages. Clearly, as every day goes by, it's now already 104 days as every day goes by. The prospects of those hostages coming out alive um, gets less and less. Um, but we are still hopeful that some of them may be alive, that the medication might reach some of them, and that ultimately um, we will see them back home safely with their families um, to recover from what is really a very, very difficult ordeal mm -hmm. for them and, of course, for us too. Indeed. Let's, we don't have a lot of time, but let's just uh, wanted to ask you about the situation in the north because it is certainly looking more concerning. Mm. So as every day goes by, and we've said this for the last three or four days already, it just seems to get a little worse and a little worse each time, a little closer to all-out war. And now the latest is that um, the um, IDF chief of staff, um, uh, Hertzia Levy, has um, met with reservists who have been training in the north. So there's a massive training exercise that has been going on in the north of Israel. And Chief of General Staff Hertzia Levy was there in order to meet with these reservists who are training. And his quote, um, the soundbite that came out from him um, when he was up in the north, is that war with Hezbollah is now closer than it ever was. So he is 
almost trying to prepare us for the possibility of war in the north. And if we read between the lines with the training exercise that's going on um, in the north at the moment, um, it seems to me that there is um, more than just um, statements being made about the possibility of war in the north, but in fact there is some actual movement, there is some actual work being done to prepare um, the IDF soldiers for the possibility of the war in the north. And the Chief of General Staff has said, we've learned many, many lessons from the activities and the operations in Gaza that we are bringing as well to the northern border. Precisely what he means by that, I'm not sure, because of course the terrain and the situation within Lebanon and on the border is very, very different from that in Gaza. But I'm guessing that intelligence might also be one of the factors that we are considering here. But he certainly um, tried to up the ante a little bit in that uh, statement that he made yesterday to, to try to prepare not only those reservists who are training, but indeed the general public as well for the possibility mm, of mm. more action on the northern border. Very frightening indeed. Anthony Reich, this is where we leave it. Uh, wishing you a fantastic weekend. Shabbat Shalom. And we'll catch you on Monday morning. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Hi, it's Barry Cohen from the Blue Agency. Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Tzahal, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all. Oh,